his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, and welcome to the Hour of Deliverance, and I have some very, very, very special guests with me today, and I want you to understand, I'm still a theologian, and I am still so serious, and I'm serious about my guests. Now, my first guest, would you please tell the audience your name? My name is Sela Felicia Lopez. Sela Felicia Lopez. And this, if you can't tell, is her little sister. Say hi, Leah. Hi. No, say hi to, to there. Hi. Hi. And would you tell them her name? Her name's Leah. Yeah. And what's your last name? Her middle name. Leah you said Fel- your whole name. Leah Give her Felicia holding. Lopez. You're both Felicia in the Wait, middle? Wait, no. Oh. Wait, I forgot. Okay, so I'm introducing. Oh, say Le- Leo Leilani Lopez. Leilani, yes. Do you know what Leilani means? No. Okay. Now, it looks like we're going to see the back of Leah's head. So I want to remind I told you last week that she is a treasure. She also is the baby sister to Sela. And if you, any of you have a big brother or a big sister, you might remember how you got excited when they were around. And she is extra excited. If you didn't see last week, go back and see that while she was busy last week, she wasn't the kind of excited she is today to be with her sister. Her sister excites her. And she gets loud. However, I want you to know the loudness is a quality of God. It's not the way we grown ups like to take it, or society that it's disruptive, or that uh, that's terrible twos. And by the way, Leah is too. However, I want you to think of Leah the way that you think of Jesus Christ when the Magi came. Oh, yes. And that reminds me that the subject today, oh, that's the shepherds, the Magi, the prophets. And I want us to see us, the people of God, I want us to see us. The way God is with us. We're who we are. And yet, the way I am with this broadcast, and this is my broadcast, while this treasure is being who she is, she's a treasure being who she is. And let's see, do you remember what I called you? Me? When you visited me on the broadcast? Uh, yeah. 
from God. You want to get down? A gift from God. Do you want to get down? If Leah, Leah, huh? leave that there. That belongs there. I want you to know that when we say a treasure, we mean that she is a treasure. And that's with what she just threw. That's with her reaching and wanting to do, be Leave that there. That goes there. That's there because that goes there. When God tells us a thing, and when he teaches us a thing, he is showing us how things are, and we want it differently. It doesn't mean that we're not a treasure. It doesn't mean that we're not his. It doesn't mean that, put that there. Put it there. That's where it goes. Will you put it back there? What is she saying? Grandma, I think. Oh, that's Grandma. Pamela or Grandma? Whichever she is saying. And we, being the treasure of God and to God, we're just like that. We get, we see this and we see that, and we want this and we want that, and we don't want to hear what God has said to us and what he is doing. Do you want to get down? No. You don't? Then you have to sit. And that stays here. Mm-hmm. That stay. Oh. Would you like to have that? Would you like to have that? Would you, yes? And as the treasure, when we insist on doing or having a thing a certain way, Sometimes God will say, hmm, so that we learn or so that we listen, except for that he already knows that it doesn't mean we're going to listen. And I'm going to show us as a treasure. And I'm not showing you terrible twos. I mind that expression. Because we, if we understood how at Christmas time now, we are celebrating, what are we celebrating Jesus' birthday? Yes. See, she even knows the treasure. We say Jesus' birthday. Hallelujah. Can we sing happy birthday? You want to sing happy birthday to Jesus? Go ahead. Three, two, one. Happy birthday to Jesus. Happy birthday. Holmes family, I'm Reverend Dr. K.E. Holmes, the Holmes family has our own birthday song that we wrote that I like so much better than that one. Do you want to sing it? But she, oh, do you know it? I'll go. Which one? The Holmes family birthday. Mine, mine. We sing it to you every year. Mine. Mine? No, it's not mine. I know. I know, you threw it away. And that is another thing that we treasures do. When we can't have our way about a thing, sometimes we throw it away. And the card that I was telling her to put back where it goes, and the card that is... I'm done. You're all done? You want to get down? Down? 
Okay, if you get down, you don't come back up, okay? Okay, down. No. Okay. And she's gone. She's gone. The Holy Spirit. Because. <laughs> and that's another way that we, the people I of guess. God, are. And that is. Where's the other one that you threw away? <laughs> and now we're going to find another way that we, God's treasure, the way we respond when it doesn't go our way. And we know that we wanted it another way. And I want to remind you that that has nothing to do with terrible twos. Because we're at the birthday celebration and we love hearing of the shepherds. And I wanted to get to hug her like this too because she does that. Because they're both loving. And this one, yes, you could move there. This one, she knows that that's a camera that we're talking to, whereas her little sister, she only knows it to be. Am I? Can I get? Uh oh, I don't want to knock you over. She only get. She only knows it as a mirror. However, do you know that you are very, very loving? Mm -hmm. She does know that, and she's been loving. Oh. Actually, she came here loving. She has two sisters who are in heaven. They were, they uh, passed away when they were babies, and some from inside. And this one used to talk to them, or they would talk to her when she was a baby. Now, normally, coming from heaven, in the womb that goes on, and uh, where you're with earthly things as well as heavenly things. But usually by the time that we're born into the earth, that water, and and um, I might not get to connect the dots, but you look up the scriptures. Do you know to always look up scriptures? Sometimes I do. Oh, well, I want you to know that you should always look up the scriptures. People of excellence, do you know you're a person of excellence? People of excellence have more responsibility than the average person. Pardon me for scratching my nose. People of excellence are to be closer to God, in more communion with God, and hearing Him more and more often. And I always remind you, the men of valor, how that the Word tells you that David had an army of excellence, the whole entire army. They were better than most armies in the world, in the entire world. So excellence has more to do with spiritual things. It has to do with entrepreneurial things. Anything that is in the earth, relationships, all kinds of things. And the men of valor have different uh, levels at which they move in that valor. So, Selah, she came here. I'm going to remind you of a scripture in Proverbs that I, I shared with you, and I asked you to read it all a lot, and I'm sure that you didn't. But the scripture says in Proverbs, let another man praise thee, and not thine own lips, a stranger, and not thy own mouth. Now, you look it up in case I quoted it wrong. 
But it's important to know that who you are and who God made you and how he equipped you. Because this one, she came anointed, appointed, equipped, and she came here excellent. And it's important for her to know that. And if I ask her, she's going to say, yes, she knows that. However, it's also important to know who you are. It's important to know your purpose. It's important to know God's eternal will concerning yourself. And it's also important to know that you let another man praise you, not your own lips. doesn't mean you don't know who you are. Sign language for English, this is knowing. Tapping your head and, you know. Like this? Yeah, it's capturing, that you captured it. So you tap your head and captured it. That means you know. Yeah, your brain's got it. It's in the brain. Yeah. So if I do that, um, that's that's what I'm doing. And when I do this, this is Jesus pierced in his hands. Actually, it was here. But we say, we think, in English, we think hands are where the five fingers are. And in the scriptures, hand is the whole to the everything from your elbow forward. So when we know that he was pierced in his hands, it wasn't here, because that wouldn't have hung on the cross. It would have ripped right through. He was pierced somewhere in here. However, for sign language, the piercing of his hands, we, we point, we pierce. So this is Jesus, starting on this side. Of course, in the camera, you're looking in the camera. Remember reflection? So looking in the camera, it's the opposite, because a camera is a reflection. So pierced. We do both. Yeah, Jesus. And that's how I remember it, by the way. To to do to do it, to not just go, you know, because I'm I'm like Leah grown up. What does this mean? Wait. That is the sign of the cross. And that's come to signify Jesus' death, dying on the cross. It's when you if you if you see a cross. I'm looking for a cross, but uh, but the top of the cross, the bottom of are you looking? The top of the cross, the bottom of the cross, and then a. So it's the sign of the cross. Like what you have right here. Guys, oh. she's observant, and she also has been observant, more observant than the average child. And right now, having been through a pandemic, the excellency that humanity can have is upped. It's, it's um, accentuated. I'm going to use words that I'll, you ask what they mean and I'll tell you because you'll remember. You have the ability to know and to record in your brain more than the average person. Why? Because you're a person of excellence. A person of excellence can know more. A person of excellence can know differently and we have an expression, think out the box, outside of the box. The box being, you know, you can only think this way. You can only think this high and this low and this wide. The person of excellence, they think according to what the love of God is. And I, I want you to know this scripture about the love of God. It's in Ephesians. I'm not going to look it up now. But the height, the length, the depth, and the breadth. So what's height? Height is... How high? 
What's death? Death? Depth. Depth? No, D-E-P-T-H. Depth? Mm-hmm. It's Old English for deep. The only thing is, for English, rather than the Greek that it came from for our scriptures, it doesn't just mean deep down. Because when you think of deep, you think like the pool, right? Deep. It also has to do with what I refer to a lot as dimension. For instance, if we're in a spiritual dimension or earthly dimension, or if you're in cartoon dimension, Dimension. Well, when you're when you're in cartoons, like Looney Tunes, mm-hmm. things are different in cartoons. One of the things that I used to use to teach my children uh, how to deal with anger, especially like with little Leah, she gets so angry that sometimes during the broadcast you can hear her hollering and you don't know what it is. Of course, I hear it better than you do. She is screaming. She is hollering. And hollering and screaming are two different things. She does both. However, you can hear the depth. You can hear past the room. You can hear past the decibels. Decibels is how we count the largeness. And and the big word that we use to say that is magnitude. And by the way, me seeing all, saying all these big words reminds me of something that I've told people, adults, adults, when you want to learn something new, you go to the library and you go to the children's section of the library and look that thing up. Because as grown-ups, we make it so hard. We make simple things so hard. But the way the same thing is taught to a child, we make it really simple. And so as an adult, if you want to learn a new subject, go to the children's section of the library. Here's an example that I often give. Children can learn more than one language at a time at a very, very young age. Did you know that? You go to school with children that speak more than one language? Yes? And how old are they? They can, like, seven, eight. Mm-hmm. And were they younger when they knew a language? More than one language? What does younger mean? Were they less than seven or eight? Did they know a new, Did they know more than one language when they were five? Yeah, some people in my, like, not in my class, but, like... Oh, please talk to them. Younger people, like, in first grade mm-hmm. they like speak Spanish mm-hmm. and like second grade Spanish mm-hmm. but I don't really know that much Spanish Spanish well I want to talk about what you do know because you're a person of excellence and you're a woman of valor even though you're still only a girl you're a woman of valor God anointed you appointed you equipped you ordained you, and I'm missing one because it's five things, from heaven so that you had that in the womb and you had that when you came out. 
And you have that as you grow up. The thing of it is, society teaches us that children... Well, it, we society teaches us to limit the children. And we tend not to recognize how much children come here knowing. However, during the pandemic, we've found out that children come here, and if you keep saying, hello, did you see my lips? Hello. Now listen, listen to yourself say hello. Hello. Can you hear how your lips move when you say hello? It doesn't Hi. sound like any motion at all. For sound, it doesn't sound like motion, right? And that's what I'm talking about, by the way, when I explain to you about the depth. It's not just about how deep. And I'm referring to the, the Ephesian scripture where the body of Christ is to edify. That means build each other up, make each other stronger and better. Edify, edify is the word in Ephesians, that we're to edify each other. Did you know you build me up? You make me stronger, you make me better. Did you know that? You did? Yeah. Well, I say it every time I see her. And her sister does too. Yeah, little Leah. She's a treasure. And I always want you to remember when you see her doing all her busy, busy, busy things, Part of why I remind you that you're a person of excellence, Sela is a person of excellence, and Leah is a person of excellence. We're God's treasure. Did you know that you're God's treasure? And we're child's, God's child. Tell them. We're, we're children of God. Yes. It doesn't matter if you're big or small. You're okay. still God's child. Yeah. You're, you're, at your age, you could actually be my children's child. You could be my grandchild. I know, and you don't think of me as being like Alea, your grandmother, do you? Or do you? You do? You're her grandchild. <laughs> yeah. And one of the things about that is that's not the area for her to think. That's her excellence has to do with some other things. Her excellence, Sailor's excellence, has to do with heaven and earth, transforming the depths of heaven and earth. And doing this, it looks like height and depth. Because when in Ephesians, when it talks about building one another up, in the love of God, and I would like, <coughs> pardon me, I would like you to look it up because I think I might quote it out of order, and I've learned from God that he says things in order. So if he says, face, elbow, flower, the first thing that you want to know is what? That's the first thing. You want to pay attention to what he said what he said. So if I'm saying face, elbow, flower, you want to remember that I said oh. that you want to pay attention to what God says. 
And I've learned that some things you have to go back and repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. And then when you've memorized it, if you don't go back and read where you memorized it from, you'll start saying it in a different order. And so... Well, you don't have to remember that. Well, maybe you do. I might ask you later. As an example of how we want to go back to where God said a thing so that we say it the way he said. And I know that decades ago, I had memorized the whole chapter of Ephesians 5. I memorized the whole book of Proverbs. And I read it every day. And yet... There's some things that I find that I quote differently. Even today, I was looking for, I was talking into my phone and telling it to find a scripture. And uh, watch. In the fullness of time. And when you press go, it's supposed to find the scripture. And I don't expect you to read that that fast, but it says that there's no because if I say, what's the scripture you know? Uh, for, for God so, wait, no. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Well, I'm not going to say all of that. John 3.16. Wait, wait, I'm not going to say all of that. You don't have to say the whole thing for it to find a thing. So. Loved the world. Okay, so, and I press go. John, ah, it gave John seventeen twenty three, not John three sixteen. Can I do something quick? Sure. And here again, people of excellence are always ready to learn, and people of excellence are always ready to put to use what they learned. Now I don't know which one she's going to do. However, I want to point out to you, people of excellence, that you don't think twice about bringing, moving in your excellence. And you don't think about being excellence. And part of that, I want to remind you, is because humble yourself under the mighty, humble yourselves, here again, quote it like it says it, under the mighty hand of God, and he will exalt you in due time. So, If you are so busy knowing that you're excellence, you're probably not. You're probably a fool. And it's because of shortness of time that I'm going right there. Because a fool only believes himself. And a fool thinks highly of himself all the time, whether or not it's true. If you look up Nabal um, in the scripture, you know, he's in charge. And and in today's world, we tend to think that fools aren't, aren't in charge. When you look through the scriptures, you find out a whole lot of times fools are the leaders of country. Fools are the leaders of area or the leaders of certain people and certain things. And how you know they're fools, there's certain chapters in the book of of, uh, Proverbs that I point out. It tells you a lot about fools. One of the things is that they believe themselves over anybody and nobody can tell them anything. You might, it might say what I'm saying if you leave it, yeah. 
so it's hard to do it. However, <clears throat> and, and, oh, let me show you this. You can go straight to John 3.16. Swipe up. That's the Bible. Oh. Oh, well, it went out there. And then you can, okay. And actually, this is reminding me. I'm sorry, now I need to take it from you. So that I get to what I wanted to talk about on this broadcast. Do you remember what I said? What I wanted to talk about on the broadcast. Do you remember what I told your dad? Oh, about Jesus' birth? Yeah, but the three people that I said. The three categories of people. Oh, the three wise men. The shepherds. And you said wise men. I said magi just because it's shorter to type. The shepherds. Well, shepherds, magi, prophets. Because at the birth of Jesus... Those are three things that we pay attention to. And here's something that I want to show you that we don't pay attention to that we should. Now remember, I just pointed out, God, the order that God puts things in, if he says face, elbow, flower, we need to pay attention to that, even though we might want to pay more attention to the face and not pay attention to the elbow and just totally leave off the flower. And I'm looking at, you can't see it, but the design in what she has on. And I want to show you something that we totally ignore, which which makes us not understand something that God plainly said and wants us to understand. So, you're a person of excellence, but I'm going to show you something right now that people of excellence do that we should never, ever, ever do. But we do it. So listen to this. The book of the generation of Jesus Christ. The son of David. The son of Abraham. Abraham begat Isaac. And Isaac begat Jacob. And Jacob begat Judas and his brethren. And Judas begat Perez. And Zerah. And Tamar. And Perez begat Esram. And Esram begat Aram. And Aram begat Aminadab. And Aminadab begat... That's a whole lot... Look at her face. Look at her face. Give him your face. <laughs> that's a whole lot of names. And we're nowhere near done. That's that, that goes on to... Oh my. Oh my. It goes on into verse 15. 15 verses of names. 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 And do you think God wants us to know all those names? Yes. And not just to know names, but he gave those names in scripture for us to know some things. The same way that I'm letting you know that Selah is a person of excellence. The same way that I let you know that her sister Leah is a treasure. The same way that I come on and I let you know that I'm Reverend Dr. K.E. Holmes and so on and so forth. I want to show you something about all those names. One of the things is that the book of the generation of. You know what a generation is? A family. Like your family line. So... Aaliyah's generation, the generation of Norma, her her line. 
or your father's generation. You know that he has a son. You understand that's the generation, the, the, the family of. And when God talks about generation, he's talking about, and I share this with you all the time in relation to the names of God, time. I want you to remember this. He's talking about time. He's talking about order. He's talking about place. He's talking about position. And he's talking about purpose. Like I tell you about your purpose, that God anointed, appointed, equipped, ordained. I keep leaving out the fifth one. There's five things that God does when he brings people into the earth. And each of those areas or dimensions... Areas and dimensions are similar, but different. The way that deep and depth is similar, but different. Do Have you learned yet a rectangle and a square? A rectangle like that, right? This is a rectangle. And what's a square? How do you define a square? Did you learn that yet in school? A square is like... Well, it's hard to do a square with your hands because your hands are long. A square has four equal sides. Okay? So that if this, however long this is, and I'm pointing to my phone, you can't see it. However long the phone is, it's got to be the same on all sides to be a square. Whereas a rectangle has two equal sides. These two are equal, and these two are equal, the top and the bottom on my phone that I'm showing. And now, to understand that there can be different depths and dimensions, so that one of the ways that I learned to, to a square is not a rectangle, but a rectangle is a square. Well, no, a rectangle. A rectangle is not a square because it doesn't have four equal sides. But a square is a rectangle. Like this? That's a rectangle. Like the Bible. But did you hear what I just said? One is both and the other isn't. Which one is both? The shape of this. The rectangle, is it a square? A square, is it a rectangle? Wait, no, it's the other way around. Yes. A square, if it has four equal sides, it has two equal sides. A square has two equal sides, whether you're talking top and bottom or side to side. Those are the two that are equal. Now, those are things that we learn to help us remember things. God in his word says things to help us remember things. The only thing is, if you don't read what he said in the first place, and I remind you, keep reading. Do you need a tissue? And one of the things about on camera, if you need a tissue, then you turn away from the camera to actually use it. Now, for my children... Ian and Carrie and Kimberly, 
I taught them at the table when they were really tiny that if you need to do something that we called gross, and we would say it like that for them to know it was awful. When they were really little, we would make big faces at things that are awful so that when we said something's gross, like I can say to you something's gross and you know what gross is. The only thing is, when you were tiny, 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 and, and you would do some things that were gross, I'd go, gross. <laughs> and she didn't want me to make that face. And she didn't like that face, but she knew she loved me. And that made her not do that thing again. That's how you can teach people of excellence without always scolding, scolding, or slapping and slapping and slapping. See what slapping does? <laughs> and there's so much to learn. Now back to the idea that children can learn more than one language at a time. They can learn more than two languages at And there's so little when they do. That's one of the examples I use to show you that God made children. God made human beings quite able to learn an awful lot before you can even talk. And then in talking, you can learn more than one language. Try to do that when you're older. And the older you get, the harder it seems to learn, it seems to be to learn a new language. Right now, Oh, I, I don't want to tell it because I want it to be a surprise when I show up speaking of, of someone who I love dearly, saying their language. I mean, talking to them in their language. Now, I want you to understand I'm taking the long way around to help you understand that we would never think of terrible twos or we would, you don't mind your sister because you love her. Even when she's You call it bad, even when she's being bad. I want you to know she's not being bad. Now, there's no, it doesn't mean that she's never being bad. However, the things that she does before she's taught have to do with who she is. The the kinds of things that you listen to have to do with who you are. Anointed, appointed, equipped ordained, oh my, now I'm forgetting, I'm going to have to remember, anointed, appointed, equipped, ordained, there's another one, there's, it's equipment. five, equipped, yes, it means the equipment that you've been given, like one is that you're able to think, and you're also, also able to think quickly, you're able to think ahead, you're also able to think behind, which is remember, you can remember more than the most most people. Like, when you said think fast, mm-hmm. like, one plus one is two. Three plus three is six, right? Yes, and that's not what I meant when I said think fast. I, well, first of all, I want to get, I want to get back to what I'm saying as to Change your mind as to what you think about children. And right now, with so many pandemic children, it is changing our mind because we're seeing how they come here. And when you just word, what was the word that I just gave as an example? Oh, hello? Hello. That when you see hello, Hello. and when you listen hello, you don't see the movement of the mouth that goes with hello 
so that when you look a little baby in the eyes and you say hello, you will see them go to make the sound forming the words, forming their mouth, and you'll see them, hello, hello. Do you remember your sister doing that? And and scientists will put it this way. Remember I said, uh, I was showing you something earlier, and I said you might learn, oh, reflection, uh, certain levels of science where you get to know all about that. Well, certain levels of science, we, we understand that this in the brain and that in the brain connects for you to be able to do two things at once. Hear, see, and actually respond and do the words. Do you think Leah thought about all that when she was going, hello? You think she was thinking about all that? Not all of it, but... I think she was learning, like, the like the mouth. Mm-hmm. When she was a baby baby. And you, too, by the way. I remember visiting you. And, and this is, I, I unfortunate. yeah, I don't know if it's unfortunate. I would test out this person of excellence, Selah. Well, you can get that. That's okay. When you get down doesn't mean you have to stay down. <laughs> That's something that I want Leah to learn so that she can be on camera with me anytime and all the time. And that's why I want her mommy and her daddy and her sister and her grandmother to know that I'm not, I don't feel like she's being bad. I want her to learn so that she can decide that she wants to be with me on. And she doesn't yet know that that's a camera. She thinks... That's a mirror that we're looking at. However, I want her to learn that you sit as long as you're going to sit. And once you're down, you're down. And it's not because you were bad, mommy and daddy. It's not because you did something wrong. It's because that's how it is. And then later, you might she might get to know that's the rules. Or she might think that's how I am. <laughs> Whichever way, it's okay with me. Now, the Magi. The shepherds, who did they come to see? Baby Jesus. The Magi. The wise men, who did they come to see? Wise men, not Wegman. She thought I said the supermarket, and that's because the supermarket's on my mind. I want to stop in the supermarket. No, the wise men. The king? Are we going to read it? Now I was going to first read you Luke. Oh, I, did I forgot. What did Jesus have to do with that? I mean... Jesus is the king. He was born king. He was born king. Well, I, I didn't go through all of those names. I want to remind you I went through those names to show you something that we ought to know. And I don't want to forget, so I'm going to interrupt myself. Don't let me forget to come back to the king. Jesus was born king. The Hebrew canon, Jesus endorsed in Luke when he said the law, the prophets, the Psalms. Most of us think of the Psalms as the book of Psalms. Just the book of Psalms. Because we've been, and I'm going to say it this way, we've been duped 
into thinking that. However, Psalms is the beginning of a whole section of the Hebrew canon, several books. And we teach that in Sunday school. We don't teach that in particular. But we teach the law, and then we teach the the major prophets and the minor prophets. We teach it that way. It's not that way. And we want to know God's way. When he gave the word, he called it the law, and he called it Moses. You know what part of the Bible is that? Mm-hmm. That's It's called Moses, and it's called the law. Do you know what books that is? Okay. Here's why I say five, because there's a lot of things that you can remember from your hands, from your fingers, and God has done that. Now, did you, did you catch that I just said more than one thing at a time? I said God has done that. God has done that. That's what I said. But if you're looking at me, remember what I told you? You learned something. You learned something. It's in the brain. So I said more than one thing because we can understand more than one thing at a time. Remember reflection? Which way am I going to push my hair? If I push it the way that I'm looking, I'm going to make it stand up. I had to do that on camera all the time because I want to push it that way because I'm looking. But the reflection is what? Opposite. Yeah, the opposite. Mm-hmm. If you okay. put it this way, it looks like it's going this way. Yeah, I don't want to get stuck on my hair because I can do that real easy. Now, I said, I said something so that if you're only hearing and not watching, I said something if you're watching that I didn't say out of my mouth. I said, God has given us to learn. God has given us to understand. God has given us to know more than one thing at a time. What am I telling you when I do this? Remember Remember thinking. Your brain. It has to do with all of that. You can remember. You can think. And then when I say God has, then when you go and read in the word, when God says your thoughts are not my thoughts, he says... He tells you his thoughts are higher. And so I'm always asking God, help me to think like you think. Because I see things in God's word and I don't like it. And yet, I know he's right. Do you know God is always right? So what would you do if you read something in his word and you didn't like it? And what would you ask him? Ask God if he can change. Well, what if you didn't do anything, but you're just reading it? And you don't like what you're reading? I know a whole lot of people who are preachers. And thank you for giving me the spirit. Oh, she's wise. She's wise. How old are you? Seven. She's seven. And she's wiser than a whole lot of leaders in the kingdom of God. And that's because she is a leader in the kingdom of God. But because we don't think of a seven-year-old as a leader, which is, by the way, a wrong thing, because there are at least two kings. Well, no, I'll put it this way. There's at least one king who got ordained to be king, and he became a king at seven. 
another one became a king at nine. Now, yes, they had a prophet, and they had different ones to help them. And I'm always sharing with you how that the book of Proverbs is to the son, the prince, and the king. The son learns things and learns the rules and learns how things are, like little Leah. I'm not scolding her. I want her to understand that once you get down, you're not going to be here. I don't, I don't want to be scolding her about touching all of the things that are in front. I want her to decide to put it back. I want her to decide to not touch and touch. And I don't want to bribe her. You know, like with candy and stuff like that. Plus, her parents would want to put me out. <laughs> they don't want her to have all that. No, I want her to know and understand that while all that is there, it doesn't mean you touch everything. And it's for her daddy's sake that I want her to know that because she can help daddy with the broadcast. She can help daddy with the buttons a lot sooner, younger, and earlier than people think because she's anointed, appointed, and equipped. Not necessarily all the other things, but she's equipped to learn that. That's why she's attracted to the buttons. You were attracted to other things. And what it is, we're drawn to the things that we're equipped for. And that's, that's what train up a child in the way they should go. That's what that has to do with. It's not about keeping them in church. Church isn't even the way today that it was in the book of Acts. The way we do church, it is not even that and and what if you did keep them in church and they do the way that Jesus when he went and they wanted to kill him and put him out so the magi they went to every time I look at this I realize that I didn't finish two other things that I wanted to, to share I'm going to go to Luke so that I finish telling you the magi now, the book, Luke doesn't start with the birth of Jesus. Do you know what the book of Luke, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, the Gospels, how many Gospels are there? Five. Four. That's why I held up my fingers so that you'd know. There's four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Now, what I was going to tell you that Moses or the book of the law that's five books and God wants us to know that and whenever Jesus refers to the law or he says Moses he's talking about the five books do you know what the first five books of the Bible are do you know what the first five books of the Bible are Genesis Exodus Leviticus Numbers Deuteronomy I knew she knew what they were but you didn't know that you know and see now now, it's going to stay in your brain. It's already there. You're messing up my hair. And I'm not going to try to fix it because I remember the reflection. I'm going to push it the wrong way. Got it. What is it again? The first five books. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Yes. So that when you hear it or when you read it yourself or when you hear it read... 
the book of the law. What's it talking about? Now, most new, most people of our day, they're only talking about Leviticus. However, when the scripture talks about the law, it's talking about the books of Moses. What's the books of Moses? Moses and the law are the same set of books. Two different names. Oh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Yeah. So when we see Jesus say the law or we say Moses, we don't have a problem with it. We know it's the first five books of the Bible. However, because we threw away with the Greeks and the Romans, we threw away the Hebrew canon. Now, canon means the rule the way God gave it. That's actually not what it means, but that's part of the meaning. So the rule that way, the way God gave it. And in the case of the Hebrew canon, the scriptures, it's the order, not in the order God gave them, but the order that he has us put them in to understand principles that he gives us. Okay? So when Jesus, in Luke is it 26 or 46, and look it up, he says, he's, he's saying something and he says, the law, the prophets, the Psalms. That's three different divisions of the Bible where in Sunday school what we teach, we non-Hebrews and some Hebrews, oh, we teach more than three categories. However, God gave three categories. And the Psalms, not just the book of Psalms, the Psalms is the beginning of the last category. And some of those books that we teach in Sunday school are minor prophets. They're in, they're in the section, the last section of the Hebrew canon. It's called the Psalms. So when Jesus was referring to the law, the prophets, and the Psalms, he is endorsing the Hebrew canon. And he's letting you know that the Psalms is not just the book of Psalms, it's a whole section. And I'm letting you know that, that whole, the, the book of Psalms itself has a Moses-like or law-like division. There's a Genesis, Exodus, Numbers, Leviticus, Deuteronomy section of the book of Psalms. You know the book of Psalms is really a long book. But you probably didn't know that the first section is the Genesis section, the kinds of things that we're to know from the beginning, and so on and so forth, the things that you learn about that. So one of the things that I want you to know is, uh, I keep hitting the download, the shepherds, they came to see baby Jesus. The angels, you, you see, me, see me hitting the wrong button each time. They came to see baby Jesus. The angels sang and told them that this night is born. Was Jesus born in the morning or was he born? When was he born? How do you know that? I watched the movie. Ah! No, that, that means you know what the movie said. Yeah, I'm trying to get this to go back to my Bible. And I'm, 
I'm, now I'm going to hit the button. Luke lets you know that the Magi came to the house. And they let you know that it's about two years later. Part of why you know that it's two years later is because when Herod wanted them to let them know, they said, where is the star of the king? Herod got all nervous because he knows he's king. And they're talking about a king? He wants to get an army together and put put that down. There's not going to be any other king but him as far as he's concerned. But he didn't let the wise men, because he's sneaky, he didn't let the wise men know that that was his plan. Trying to kill him. Well, he came up with a plan. So he got them to tell him about the star and how they were following the star because they came from the other side. They came from somewhere else and they're following a star. And I have a course where I show you that it's because of Daniel, person of excellence, that they even got to know about this king that's going to be born. You know who Daniel is in the Bible? You don't remember about Daniel, who went to the lion's den? Yeah, that Daniel. He was born so long before that, but because of where he was, exiled, that means that the, the one country came and overtook another country and took everybody away. And Daniel was part of the royal uh, generation, and so they took him. And he served most of his life, most of his 80 years of life, he served under these Babylonian kings, these awful, awful, cruel kings. But that's how the wise men from the east, that's how they even knew about the star. Some of the mess you go through, person of excellence, because we like to think that if you're a child of God, you're never going to go through anything bad. When something bad happens, you automatically think you're out of God's will. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the Joseph in the Bible? Bad stuff happened to him. But it's what had him be under the Pharaoh when it was time for his generation, his family, to come to Egypt. So I want you to know that if we get it right, the Magi... They came to two-year-old Jesus. We wouldn't think terrible twos. They came to King Jesus in a house, not the manger, at least two years later. And like I said, you know that it's two years because Herod, when he found out that the Magi didn't come back, he's going to kill every child from two and under. And would you think that's a fulfillment of prophecy? The prophets? You want to listen to the prophets even when they're giving you bad news. You don't want to be like Jonah and run from God. You want to listen and understand the times. We're so not like in the political this and the political that. Jesus was born with political junk going on. They were being taxed. We don't like being taxed. That's why Mary, nine months pregnant, is traveling on a donkey. Because of the taxes and the law that meant that you got to leave here and go there. Leave your house. Leave your family. I want us, people of excellence, to agree with God and not be so feisty mad all the time about the circumstance because that makes it so that we don't know the word or will of God but when you read and you agree then you can say your way Yahweh you're